I had to ask you about it. I had never heard that yeah, word. That's right. We were sitting I, at I, breakfast, and yep. you're like, yeah. "Can you explain what grace is yes. to me?" Because I've never really heard that. Yeah. And that, like, in that time in my life, and I did the same thing where, like, I remember having a conversation with one of our roommates, and I was like, "Dude," and he could tell I was kind of like rubbed the wrong way because his girlfriend was sleeping over, and he's yeah. kind of looking at me like, "You were doing that like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. like, what are you talking about?" Um, I wasn't operating out of actually believing God had grace for me. Yeah. I was still believing that I needed to behave my way into him liking me. Same. Now that I'm a Christian. Yeah. And once I realized God loves me and I've been given his grace, I've been forgiven unconditionally. He sees me as his son and whatever I do, he can't, I, I can't change that. But that then makes me want to live differently because I see That's how so good, much man. good he has for me. Dude, I want to isolate that clip and post it on repeat because I, I, I learned that here and I'm still learning it. I didn't think God would like me, so I didn't like people who like God. People who would use God to tell me what a bad person I was, and I was like, I don't need God for that. I tell myself I'm a bad person all the time. Sometimes we feel like we don't belong. Sometimes we feel like no matter how hard we try, we will never be good enough. But we still try. Together, broken and battered. So misfits, outcasts, chronic screw-ups, clinically depressed, weirdos, and Christians who don't fit inside the box. The show is for everyone trying to get better. The show is for me. So get comfortable and meet us in the back row. Welcome to the back row with Jamie Kilstein. My name is Jamie Kilstein. I am a podcaster. I'm a comedian. I make uh, little funny videos. Um, sometimes I hate myself. I've been suicidal. I have anxiety and depression. Um, and, and today I have uh, two of the men who have uh, dealt with me, uh, I think I phrased it before we started recording, as I was hanging on by a fucking thread. I have run up to Ethan in a parking lot to talk about pornography, which weird job you have. Um, talk to Ryan about pornography too, but in a nice back office. You got like the street version. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, they're my two pastors. They are the reason that... Um, this is happening. This is honestly like, you know, we thank Tim a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, th these two dudes uh, really helped me uh, a lot. So uh, my pastors, Ryan and Ethan. Hello. Jamie. Hi, Thanks friend. for having us. Great intro of yourself. <laughs> you that was good, I right? told your whole story there. And <laughs> very honest, very transparent. I, I try it. to switch it up uh, every episode. So like the first episode, I got pulled over on my way to the studio. So that made the intro. Nice. Nothing bad happened today. Today's been pretty rock solid. Yesterday, fighting with the girlfriend. That, that, oh. that should have made the intro. But then we were, this is why the show is so good. So I had um, this comedian, Jen Fulweiler on, and she was this big atheist, um, never thought she would have kids. Now like went from atheist, me going from atheist to this church, like at least I can still wear a cool jacket to church. <laughs> she went from atheist to Catholicism. Yeah, all right. Like really nice. went hard in the uh, opposite nice, direction. Yeah. And, uh, you know, has six kids, cool. um, went like full Catholic. And <laughs> so I was talking to her before the show where I was like, hey, our. Oh, good. I thought you were saying like the camera stopped. You no, were just oh, in it. You I were into it. I'm, I'm, we forgot to pray. I forgot to pray. And that's my little ritual. Should we pray? Should we start the show again? Or should we just pray? Yeah. Or I we, think, we can pray on camera. Are you on mic? Do I one am. of you guys want to? Okay. Here's, here's what I want this to be. I think 
Yes. Praying before you eat is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Right. I think though, the better prayer comes like five minutes into the meal when you've had some time to appreciate the goodness <laughs> of the meal. Okay. Then you know what you're thanking God for. I like so, this a lot. But can I also but the food that you've already eaten is gonna turn against you. Yeah, well, that I will not be blessed. I will say I got <laughs> it's I like got, every child's fear of like, oh no, <laughs> I'm gonna get sick because Well, we didn't Ryan pray. was telling me this because like so I made this sketch uh about well, passive we're, aggressive. We're still not praying by the no. way. Uh, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're gonna, gonna get there. there. We're gonna build it up. Well you guys you guys are pastors, you know you build Build the tension That's a little good, bit. Jamie. You announce that, hey, it, if you guys yeah. want to join a group, do that. You get all that stuff out of the yeah. way. Uh, smash the like button. Uh, we say that all Sign the time, up for yeah. baptism. Like yep. all this stuff is happening. It's on and our lobby signage. Yeah, that's that's the most <laughs> yeah, important. Can you imagine yeah. that like in a salvation call? Like raise your hand, one, two, three. And, and also online, smash that like button. Right now, just smash that <laughs> like button. That, when that happens, that's when we know we're that we've lost. We're, just lost we're it. We're a year away from that. We're like, I certainly hope. Not. <laughs> I, we're a couple TikTok videos removed from that. Oh boy! Um, I always love that you guys say if somebody says you know they have the uh, prediction for end times, yeah. like walk away from that person. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if we see that, we can all go. It's tomorrow. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it Unless it's me yeah. saying it, then it's fine. <laughs> then it's fine. You would think after 2012, people would have stopped. That was a big one. calling the shot. No, but man. they have not. <laughs> Yeah, the, it was just like a long runway to it's 2012. It's also great when Christians do it because there's a verse that literally Jesus says, you won't know the day, time, right. hour. Yeah. And they're like, but, but I do. I got it. And I can tell you who's going to be the next president. So, which is a 50-50 <laughs> yeah. guess. So smash that like button Dude, to find out. Dude, flip this coin, heads or tails, <laughs> I can call it. We're crushing it. Yeah. I, um... The oh, uh, still haven't prayed. So, no, we're going to. We are, <laughs> although that should be the ongoing. I'm we, just checking. We should pray till the end and we just keep well, praying. We still haven't prayed. Entire, this, we talked for an hour to pray. Oh, to get people to are going to be like, they're going to forget. They're going to forget. And if we pull this off, this if like we a, land the plane, see, is that what I say? Dude, right. just, I'm on a fucking, I'm on a church step. <laughs> oh, there you go. Sauce himself from cussing. <laughs> it's, uh, if Larry David would be so proud. Yes. If we bring this whole thing full circle. Oh, oh, Can I also I'm sweating. This is the only you've seen me interview uh, very famous people. This is easily the most nervous I've been. Which uh, makes no sense. <laughs> it makes so oh. much sense. It no makes so sense, much sense. Dad. Um so Jen, um, I asked her about the relationship thing and I just go, Hey, oh you, you can hopefully confirm this. I go, um, we're fighting a lot in the beginning. Um, I think it's because we actually know we want to be married and we know we want to have kids. And I've never had that before. So instead of doing what a lot of people do, myself included, for that first year where you're like, hey, here's my greatest hits. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, I knew Robin Williams. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and kind of yep. ignoring all the red flags yeah. and burying stuff and putting on your best self. And I oh, yeah. uh, can't be mad at that. We're sort of just like in it and trying to fix everything. And so when we're good, we're so good, but we are like breaking through a lot of yeah. like toxic relationships and all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because Jen helped me with that because I thought, cause it could also sound like such an idiot thing for me to be like, no, we're fighting a lot in the beginning. Cause it's so good. Like that sounds <laughs> stupid. Ignore all the red flags. <laughs> cause this is going fine. Yeah. Don't pay any it's attention. Fine. But, but, but I, but and, and Jen, I don't know if you guys heard when we were talking before we went on air, she was just like the entire time me and my husband dated, yeah. we were fighting yeah. and like bad. Yeah. And then they got married. They had kids. They're an incredible. And there's, yeah. and yeah, well, I think in the image culture that we're in, everyone's so nervous to get found out. And so 
But if you play that out to like your wedding day and then on the honeymoon, they find out who you really are, that's disaster. Well, I think that happens. And I think that's why people actually, um, they will make fun of Christians for not moving in or not sleeping together until they get married because, because all Christians do that. Um, because (laughs) they go, well, you got to find out, right? We got to like test the water, but I think it's because of what you just said. It's like, well, no, if you actually like started dating and the actual goal is marriage Mm -hmm. and you are getting that stuff on the table and you're not trying to just, you know, hide your, 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 your shadow self until you get to, uh, the wedding. It's like, you can still get that all all on the table you're still yeah. gonna have to adjust you know how do i live with this person sure. but i mean that's not the stuff we're fight we're not fighting about like toilet seat down like it's yeah. like oh do we know how to function in healthy relationships yeah. and then th- like imagine i'm sure this happens a lot i'm sure you guys see it in counseling um imagine not going through that stuff and then having a kid or even oh, yeah. worse thinking the kid will fix that's the that's the biggest mistake always is once the kid we have this unified thing around this kid and then we're not going to have issues between each other and that just magnifies mm-hmm. everything else but i think it was like a year a year into marriage that i found out my wife was an introvert right <laughs> And I was pissed. I was like, dude, what? I remember that. I'm like, I'm like, all this time you haven't always wanted to go like every night, go hang out with our friends and always totally. be doing things. Dude, I that's love how that my I, wife's a quiet extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It together. Well, because she's social and I was, I'm stupid. Yeah. I just right. figured like, oh, yeah. she's having, she always like, we have fun. We time go out, life. we do things, yep. hang out with our friends. But realizing how much that drained her. Well, it brought life to me because I love to, you know, I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Those kinds of things that there's a lot we look back on and we're like, there's a lot of conversations we could have had. And we did a lot of the tough work of tough conversations about our lives and finances to sex and past relationships and all these kinds of things. Yeah. But still, there's always more to find out. But I think a lot of people like are too afraid to find out or be found out, like I said. So they just let's just put on our Instagram image on fun dates. That's what it is. And then we'll get married and yeah. it's going to be a complete disaster. I want to talk, I, I, I want to talk a lot of, to you guys about social, about social media and like image culture. Um, but that is such an, you know, the, the fights me and her have gotten into the most, um, you guys know her. I purposely don't use her name. Um, the fights that me and her have gotten into the most have actually been, she's trying to take the burden on herself and not tell me that like either she needs something or um, like she doesn't want to seem selfish so she won't mm. ask and mm-hmm. then she'll try to take care of it herself, mm. won't be able to take care of it herself, will take it out on me later. And then when she just kind of says it, she's like, this is so dumb. I have no, like I could have just told you like I needed an extra hour of sleep. Or I could, right. So it's actually, it, 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 it's kind of like a microcosm of what you were saying, where it's trying to be like, I can't show them this, mm-hmm. or I can't ask for this, yeah. or I can't, like, I'm sure men do that too, right? Like oh, they yeah. want to ask for uh, more intimacy, but instead of asking for it, they just like sulk or yep. they don't. And that's not oh, flirtatious. Yeah. That's, not, done that. that's not hot. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, no yeah. wife's going to be like, wow, the way he's sulking is really turning me on. Let's <laughs> hop in bed tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, that kills everything. I think, well, communication is what you're talking about. And you hear from every marriage expert ever. That's the key to everything is communication. And communication. Then we ignore it. But you're learning to do that because yeah. 
you've been walking in individual lives, maybe been in unhealthy relationships yep. with bad communication, or the second you got found out as an imperfect human, yes. they were out the door. So you're having to work through that right now, but you're exactly right. Like talking about intimacy as an example, um, that I, like the advice I give to friends of mine who are about to get married or, you know, whatever they're walking into marriage is talk about sex yeah. with each other, talk about intimacy oh, yep. and communicate it in a non-sulking way, yep. non-passive aggressive way, but sit down and have real discussions about this kind of stuff. And we're really bad at that yep. as a culture at yep. this point of having real conversations because we think in 160 characters and how do I just say the best of myself, show the best of myself right. versus sitting down and having real conversations. So good for you guys. Yeah. It's, it sucks when you're fighting, but it's actually a good sign. That's what we keep saying. If it's chronic about the same things, then that's when you go sit in a counselor's office and you get to the root of those things and figure out why does this not ever go away. Right. But of course you're going to fight, especially in the early parts of a relationship. Right. Um, still haven't prayed. Ryan, we're going to talk about, I want you to come on uh, solo at some point to talk about singleness. Yeah. But I've never asked you this. When you hear, so you, uh, I just call you like cool monk pastor. Love it. I'll yeah. take it. E e Ethan, uh, when I saw you guys like boy band, <laughs> cool. I mean, if we're being really honest, like we're like the store brand of yeah, a boy when, band. <laughs> like when you guys did, did the, I think it was a relationship one and all three of you yeah. were on mm -hmm. stage. It looked like a boy band. And I was yeah. like, cool monk pastor. Damn. Doug was daddy pastor. You were slutty pastor. Slutty uh, pastor. Yeah. You kind of got like, you look like the bad, you look like the bad boy. Yeah. Listen, cool. I said what I said. Um, you can't kick me out of this church. Nope. Paul, killed Christians. All that's, I did was call you slutty pastor. That's, that's uh, Jamie's go-to for everything. Fun. Paul yeah, killed dude. Christians. <laughs> dude, I've used it finding so many out, times. Finding out that fact dude, that's is the greatest, that's the greatest <laughs> gift to every like new Christian of like, okay, yeah, my ace of spades from here. Well, Wait, Paul David committed adultery uh, yeah. and Paul killed I've Christians. Never, I've Perfect. never killed a Christian. Dude, that list should be handed to new Christians because true. Yeah. when the first person you learn about is Jesus, yeah. you go, well, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah, but when you hear about, I mean, that's literally undefeated I, I think it was you guys i really uh, it was one of you guys um because i had my slutty pastor phase is what i call it where i separately <laughs> went out to lunch with all three of you and part of me i didn't call it slutty pastor phase until i texted two of you at the same time and i'm like i hope they're not in the same room right now Dude, we gotta pause there there was a in college there was a girl who yeah. was trying to date doug ryan and myself all at the same time and we're roommates we, we live, live at the same, same house. house doug and i are sharing a room like literal roommates yes. One night she uh, she had texted each of us to hang out. And so we all worked together to have it like, let's all hang out the same night. Oh my. And then we sat at our house and watched a movie. And the three of us sat on one couch and she sat on the other couch. <laughs> oh my God. I girl. would do that. It was with kind of you her guys. Fault. You could yeah. invite me yeah. over and I would I <laughs> yeah. would be the I yeah. would be the new version of her. Anyway, so you were trying to date each of us. I was trying to, yep. And one of you guys did say that where I was like, hey man, like some bad stuff's been said about me and I had an affair and then like, yeah, just gave me the list of like murderers who ended up being pals with Jesus and I was like, sick, I can be a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, but it's it's funny, I'm gonna circle back to the singleness, still haven't prayed, but <laughs> it's funny that um, the, the image that anti-Christian people have or secular people or spiritual or atheist or whatever is, and maybe you can like, maybe you guys can pinpoint timeline mm. but is at least what i only judgmental 
Mm. Like, again, when I started hearing of Christianity, it was under the Bush administration, and I was just like, Christians' only job is to stop gay people from being married. <laughs> and they're, like, super into the Iraq war. And, like, that that was kind of my takeaway, um, mm. which was ignorant on my part because, obviously, there were great Christians there. And then I was also really confused because when I would read about, like, Vietnam era, some of the biggest rebels who were, like, hiding soldiers mm. and stuff were in the church, right? And I go, well, this seems more like the Jesus guy I heard about, or you'd see Martin Luther King Jr. And you go, yeah. eh, this seems, yeah. you know. Um, but I thought the opposite. I thought it would be the most judgmental group. That's how you were, we were, we yeah. were, were always classified. And then actually coming to, especially this church, um, it was just the, the opposite, just the sweetest yeah. flawed, like you guys say it on stage where you're like, don't listen to us, we're messes. Like, let yeah. us bring you to Jesus. Yeah. Um, how, what, how did that happen? Is it just, there's just a bunch of judgy Christians and a bunch of really cool forgiving <laughs> ones? Was there, did it Did it publicly, you know, was it sort of like the 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 Bush uh, focus on the family phase? That It's it's phenomenal question. It's happened for 2000 years. Okay. We're, we're gearing up, <laughs> we're gearing up for a, a series called Pendulum. Okay. Which, when this comes out, we're probably in the middle of. Yep. Um, but we use the pendulum a lot as an example to show as imperfect people, yep. we're always going to miss the mark on one of two sides. Yeah. And so in this conversation, um, it's like we become very legalistic, yeah. which is a Christian word, just means like you're trying to earn it yourself. Okay. And then you you get super prideful when you're oh, doing a good rules. job. Got it. Right. So that's one side. Yep. And then the other side of the pendulum, we use licentious or lawless, okay. where it's just like anything goes and and we're good. Jesus loves us. And you so, should get out of jail free card. Got it. And yeah. so Paul every, killed Christians. Paul killed Christians. So, <laughs> yeah. so you're good, dude. You're good. Take a breath. Um, so every follower of Jesus, including myself, often finds themselves missing the mark on one of two sides, yeah. either um, just getting super prideful about yep. how good you're doing and then you start judging the people that aren't doing as yep. good or uh, just diving headfirst into whatever culture's doing and being yeah. like, everything's cool, guys. Jesus says, just love everybody, yep. right? And yep. really we kind of talked about this before church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. missing the mark on what love mm -hmm. really means, right? And, and so um, when you look at the church historically, it's like a, a giant, pendulum right. swinging back and forth. And so I think your experience was when, when you started jumping into it and, and hearing about Christianity, um, you were experiencing the church where painting with very broad strokes, of course. it's a bunch of individuals, but, uh, in a broad sense, more f like further over on that, that legalistic side of things. Yeah. Um, where I think that's really what you were responding to and what, what you were hearing. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, but you guys do a good job of like, you know, I'm sure in internally you're, you're always trying to correct and whatever, but you guys do a really good job of being able to do, but like every harsh truth you talk about is done in a loving way. And yeah. I think that's the middle yeah. mm -hmm. that you should strive for, right? Like yeah. you're not pretending that these rules don't exist or, or anything like yeah. that, but you can still deliver it in a loving way. I mean, it's, I've even heard people talk about issues that I s disagree with, you know, whether it's about like, you know, same sex marriage, for example, 
still describe it more lovingly than I've ever heard people, yeah. at least back in the day, describe it. And I'm like, I don't agree with you, but at least you're still, yeah. you're, you're not like just throwing away a group of people, you yeah. know, because of who they sleep with. You were going to say something? Well, Jesus was the master of another pendulum, right. grace and truth. Right. Yeah. That's what always comes back to. And the story, the best example of it is the woman caught in adultery where she gets dragged out in front of a mob yep. of religious people, yep. judgmental people, right. who by the law can stone her to death. Jesus defends her to them and says, whichever of you guys is without sin, go ahead and throw a stone at her. And right. they all realize he just put them in checkmate and they drop their stones and walk away. Right. Right. But then he turns to her. So that's grace yep. yeah. where he, I love you first. Yes. I defend you first. This is about what I'm doing not about what you can do for me. Yep. Yeah. But then he turns to her and goes, go and sin no more. Right. Leave this life. Right. Yes. Because this isn't it for you. Right. I have so much more for you than this life that's mired in sin that you obviously, like this woman's understanding in that moment, she probably did long ago. This isn't the life I want for myself. But that powerful moment embodies exactly, I think, what we're called to be as Christians of, yeah, you got to, of course, we're going to have opinions about things and we're going to yeah. believe certain things based on our faith. But how do you communicate those things, even if it's a harsh truth, with grace for the people you're talking right. to? And because we're human, a lot of times we just screw that up as yeah. Christians. So what do you guys do then when, and I want people to, you know, hopefully your podcast will be out by now. And if it is, we'll, we'll, we'll promote it. So I'm not trying to like get you guys in trouble for your first uh, little press stop. But to me, you know, whenever I see... Um, people arguing about Bible stuff, like on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's usually- Which is the best place to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's super fruitful. Very, I very get good. my scripture from memes and arguments underneath <laughs> them. Um, I, <laughs> when usually, you know, someone will have, they think the checkmate verse in the Bible, and then there's yeah. always a counter verse to that or what. But that story, yeah. is there like a name for that story specifically? We say the woman caught in adultery. The woman, yeah. Okay, just yeah, yeah, just like name. the woman yeah. at the well. Okay, so yeah. so that story to me is sort of like game over. That's how we should act, and both sides should be happy, right? J Jesus wasn't like, um, uh, you know, stuck up for her, and then was just like, go hit the town, lady, and like yeah. smacked her. Like yeah. he, yeah, sin no more, right? Um, that to me is perfect. But yeah. when you when you see all of the judgment and casting people away and um, without that Jesus love, yeah. like, is there part of you guys as pastors that just kind of throws your hands up and being like, not only is this completely antithetical to Christ, but this is what is driving people away from the church. And then do you also have a theory on why people do that? Like, do. Yeah. It's a phenomenal question. I think, I think part of the solution is learning to have grace for the people who get caught on the truth side. Okay, got it. So one of the reasons, um, I see this in myself and I observe it in others. I think one of the reasons we're so prone um, to find ourselves being the ones holding the stones about to throw yeah. is because it's easier to, to have somebody that we're throwing stones at yes. than it is to turn around and do the inner work. I mean, this was my old life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go mm -hmm. talk about that. No, no, no. I mean, that, that, that was it. It was, I was on Twitter all day yelling at people who I thought were like ruining the world and yeah. feeling just. And do yeah. you know the first time I wish this was a joke. The first time I heard the term social justice warrior, yeah. 
I didn't know it was a bad thing. So someone called me a social justice warrior and I was like, thank you. <laughs> because like in my head, I was doing this like righteous yeah. thing. I, I am a warrior. Yeah, like I'm yeah. a soldier um, for social justice. Those are good words. Right. Those are all good words put together. Um, and, and so, but then at the same time, you know, uh, totally depressed, having the affair, yeah. um, you know, all this, like making it about me, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. making even like good causes. Mm -hmm. Like it's now it's about my Twitter feed, which by the way, I'm so scared, not scared. I'm rightfully just monitoring yeah. how even in this space, making sure I don't start to like make it about me, mm -hmm. um, which is gonna be mm -hmm. hard. That's something I'm gonna go to Tim to uh, about a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah, to you yeah. guys like, yeah. um, but anyway, so, so I can relate to that where, yeah. and the, what's crazy is I didn't know I was doing it. Yeah. I yeah. legitimately, nobody knows they're doing it. No. Right. I mean the affair, I told myself I was saving my marriage. You know, and like it wasn't like a wedding marriage because I know earlier yeah. I was like, this is the first time I knew I was going to get married. We literally did it like as a joke at City Hall. Like, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. The whole thing was a mess. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I was just like, well, I, I don't know what she's going to do if I break up. So I'm like, it, like it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, where now I look back at it and I go, oh my God, I was like every single one of these cliches. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what I would say is nobody. Nobody consciously, it's like if, if the Holy Spirit's living inside you yep. and, and setting up some warning signs yes. and it's a lot easier to push those down and throw stones at somebody else. Totally. Right. Nobody is like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Right. Like I'm conscious of that and I'm just going to, to keep doing it. We do that because that's human nature. It's yeah. like in our, in our nature to do that. And so to me, that's where the grace for the truth side comes in. Yeah. Where it's like, okay. Obviously, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, obviously, we live in a world where people love throwing stones at each other. Yeah. Even though Jesus told us to put down our phones, yep. I mean, our stones, yeah. right, yeah. And, and stop doing that, yep. we still keep going, going back to it and, and doing it. And so what's going on? Well, I think it's just um, us learning how to have patience. Yeah. Um, and when stones are coming our way, yep. which they come towards me all the time. I, I used to go, Oh, how dare they, yeah. you know, and you want to like pick up stones and, and yeah, throw yeah, back yeah. where and instead you stop and you pause and you go, Hey, there's probably some truth in this. Sure. Like there's probably a lot of their own stuff that they're working through. Yeah. There's also probably a lot of there. There's some truth in what they're saying. And so let's if go. You get inner, reactionary. Inner. There probably is like, right. if like people just, there are people who just talk shit all day on Instagram because they're miserable and you pray for them and sure. whatever. I'm not going to be yeah. like, oh, I wonder if that psychopath has like some guidance for me. Yeah. Um, but if my instinct mm -hmm. is to like freak out, yeah. then I go. If you feel like uh -oh. you have to well defend said, something, yeah. then yeah. there's something that's being yeah. picked at. Well, yeah. who, who said the quickest way to become a Pharisee is to hate a Pharisee? Yeah, Ooh, Tim who was Keller. that? Tim Keller. That sounds right. Of course. The legend. The I, legend. Who, who, once again, I discovered this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, after he died, I was yeah. like, these are great quotes. Dude. And we've been watching uh, him and his wife, uh, all the marriage. Oh, dude, cool. So the we're doing that. They have a marriage devotional that yeah, we just yeah. started doing. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. The total game changer. Um, I was going to. Here's, here's a quick side note. Yes, to that. please. So years ago, I've been a single pastor for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, Years ago, a couple wanted me to officiate their wedding. Yeah. And then they come up to me and they go, hey, um, we we're also wondering, could you do our premarital counseling? Right. And I, it was on a Sunday night after I just preached. 
and I was like, first off, yes. <laughs> Secondly, like, you know, <laughs> I've never been yeah. like really in a relationship before. I know nothing about this. Right. And, they, and, and they, this is what they said. They go, no, we know. We just love your sermons. <laughs> and I go, I've never I told preached them, on marriage. Before. I told them, thank you. But like, that's not this. Right. <laughs> you know? Although even do you think, cause Ryan, what I was going to ask you about Long yeah. while ago, still haven't prayed. Yeah. What I was going to ask a long while Can't ago about the singleness so yeah. was, um, do you look at like when Ethan and I are having this conversation about just like clawing through, like, is there a part of you that's like, yeah, I'm good. Um, but, oh yeah. But <laughs> oh, I also, but even I was going to ask you about like 99%. <laughs> I love yeah. the idea that you being at a church, because when I watch you, man, when I, saw you at a Bible class, even though you're yeah. a pastor here, yeah. when I see the way you worship so like fully with your body, those are the times that I'm like, I mean, I've texted you this. Like I could go to a monastery with Ryan and just like get in touch with God. But now <laughs> I'm wondering if actually what's keeping you single. Isn't that it's just yeah. hearing the married people desperately. Dude, there's come a to lot you. of that. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Cause you just hear, you hear all of the, um, the struggles and the, the fight and yeah. the, the, all of you, you hear all of the, the struggle without all of the love. And then you go back to your home. It's just like crickets. Like, Oh, this is so much better. It's so quiet. It's nice. so much easier. And <laughs> yeah. so anyways, this couple asked me <laughs> yeah. uh, and I go, okay. And what I decided was I'll just buy them Tim Keller's book meaning of marriage and then i bought myself a copy and we read it together all, yeah. and it was amazing. awesome we that's ended up having the best time. oh my goodness yeah so we bought that book and the devotional and it's funny because in the devotional the questions seem sort of academic and dry yeah. especially because like i was coming from that like yeah woo, -woo spiritual self-helpy and every time we read the, <laughs> the way jamie just phrases and describes things but it's flawless it. uh the the <laughs> ayahuasca sex pretending we're getting better club um the uh we he, uh, the questions read so like kind of like <laughs> academic and plain. Yeah, yeah. And every time I read it and then we have, we do it every morning. Yeah. The deepest, oh, dude. best game changing conversations. And we're just starting from January 1st. We're like, amazing. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're January 4th and it is like changing our relationship. Dude, that's communication. Tim. Communication. That's it. Somebody's asking you a question and you have to respond to it with each other. Yep. And it's not a question that's easy and to answer. Every time it is tied into either the fight or the breakthrough. Yeah. We had, we can yeah. tie it to that. And we go, Oh, this is what we were just, okay. And then you look at them. Um, what I was going to say, is there a part of you that actually thinks Ryan could crush, uh, premarital counseling? Because I've talked about this probably on too many of the podcasts already, but what's really helping this relationship is thinking about the way God intended marriage instead of thinking of it as a relationship that I'm just trying to hold on to, to fill mm. whatever hole I have. And so that's, what's bringing out more forgiveness or more grace or all of these things is because we're trying to do it God's way. That's you funny. having no baggage. <laughs> I almost feel like you could be the most like, whimsical. You guys aren't going to complete each other. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just say yeah. that on repeat. You're still going to have the same struggles when you get married. Yeah. I mean, but there's part of me that thinks like if you just went with the Bible and you don't like, I don't know. It's like, like the most objective premarital counseling ever. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, funny. I don't know. I think, I think he, he probably would, not. He would do, <laughs> it would he would do be, terrible. It would probably be terrible. <laughs> I'm still going to have you married. No, awful. he, I mean, Ryan's great. When it comes to talking to people about, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's decent as a person. He's great at talking to people about relationships because he's the only single person I've ever met that yeah. doesn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. So he would actually be able to give that kind of wisdom to a couple to say like, Hey, you 
aren't going to complete each other, you can be complete without yeah. a relationship. Yeah. And there's a whole, I mean, yeah, the, biblically he could break it all down, but then well, there'd probably be some both of you guys questions help. and conversations how do you go, I don't want to talk about that. No, I mean, both of you guys that. are the reason that this is the healthiest relationship I've ever been. And that mm. kind of led me to find her. Um, you literally, with the porn thing, uh, you, were, <laughs> you, 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 you said to me, you go, uh, I just wrote about this. You, you said to me, um, uh, you're essentially training for your relationship. Do you mm. want to bring that okay. into your relationship? And I go, nope. And then I stopped that day. And then what's funny is you remember when me and you got together because we already yeah. had plans and I was like, well, I already stopped watching porn, but I guess we can talk about it since we're here. <laughs> we just, so just, I was going to tell you about my porn habits just like for as if there's nothing else to talk yeah. about. Well, we already, it's on the calendar. So we, we tell couples without the scripture says without vision, people will perish without vision. Marriages will perish. Right. And I think back to the judgmental Christian, a lot of the ways Christians come off, there is always a why behind go and sin no more. Yeah. There's always a why behind leaving the way of the world, leaving the life that you're prone to in your flesh and walking into the life that Jesus has for you. As Christians, we just do a terrible job all the time of giving the why. It's just right. like, don't do that. Like you grow up and very black and white, don't do this. This These things are okay. And you never really get a vision behind that. Yeah. And so once you're a teenager, you're like, I was told not to do these things, but it looks like everybody's having a blast. So I'm just going to go do these yes. things. But for you... It wasn't just like, hey, dude, don't look at porn because that's a sin. Right. It was, hey, your vision is to have a really healthy marriage. Yes. And 50 good. years from now, be sitting on a back porch together, telling a story of a family and grandkids yep. and this love that you've built through good and bad times. And you've contributed amazing ways, generosity. Yeah. This decision today to let porn have yeah. more control in your life is pulling you farther back from that vision. Yeah. College girl auditions does not fit into that front porch vision. Right, exactly. So, but, but if you have that vision, then you can filter your decisions through that and go, is this going to make me the husband that lives yeah. out that vision that loves my okay. wife in the way that Jesus has called me to? No. And so I don't feel like it's this don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It's yeah. Jesus has a better way for me and a better life. And that's why I'm going to make the decisions. Dude, make. Two yeah. things. Uh, I, I, I did write about that. I mean, there were times, even when I, I was going to people being like, Hey, I, I, I got invited to do this. Um, this like uh, famous controversial journalist, journalist lady. She saw, I tweeted about giving up porn. And so she invited me to do like some, like, um, live show and it was like me this like really famous porn star guy and then a couple mm. anti-porn mm. women and i took the approach that i always take on my shows which is exactly what you said no judgment but here's why your life will be better blah 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 yeah. and one of the anti-porn women was so mad that i would even consider letting people off the hook or showing any grace whatsoever right. that she started going after me. <laughs> and I finally said, and I'm not proud of this, but I was like, you're making me want to go watch porn now. Like you're making me want to go back on not watching porn. And because this is terrible. Yeah. You're, I don't want to be on your team mm. with this one. Yeah. Mm. And I feel, yeah. And you did the opposite. And I want to circle back. Cause you also did this in a sermon um, you did on sex, but the, the, the way that Ryan helped me, lead into this relationship was exactly what you said. You made me for the first time in my life so confident about being single. Yeah. 
And those confident and single are two words that are usually not put together unless mm -hmm. if yeah. you hear like confident and single, you think of like some like D bag at a club, like just like trying yeah, to like yeah, sleep yeah. with as many girls yeah. as possible. But like right. just like spiritual, confident and single, right? Maybe yeah. that's better. Yeah. Um, where I was just like, right, like there's so much good in being single if you're not spending all day swiping on Tinder. Yeah. If you're not believing flame emojis on Instagram girls profile, if yeah. you're not um, even just thinking, when I find someone, I will be better, which is something you said. Yeah. Um, and that confidence. Nice, and again, both of you guys, you made me go into a relationship like a 90s martial arts movie, like training montage. I was just like, right, like yeah. if I wanna oh, be a good husband, I have to stop. <laughs> Uh, thinking this will define me. Great humor video. Uh, yeah. Jamie's montage. <laughs> training. <laughs> training him up. Just like the Rocky music, but like in prayer, reading about love languages. <laughs> uh, like so smashing the your music. computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying no to like trashy girls, just like hand on face. Um, Praying for them. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still, haven't, still haven't prayed. <laughs> still haven't prayed. Uh, yeah, but walking them into church. Yeah. Um, introducing them, walking away to my men's group. Uh, do you, but talk about that a little bit because, dude, yeah. like that is really, and we'll do a whole podcast on sure. singleness. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. even though I'm in a relationship, it really, that changed my life so much that I'm kind of like, you know what? Even if this one doesn't work out, which it's going to, but like, yeah. It's not the death sentence I thought it was. It's not. Which actually gives me more yeah, confidence man. to be a better partner in this relationship. Because you so don't good, need man. it. Because I don't need it. Good. Well, it. I'm so glad that that was helpful. I One of the things I say, I talk about it all the time, but one of the things I say is when I meet with single people, there's there's advantages and disadvantages to every season of life. Yeah. doesn't matter if you're single, dating, engaged, or married. It's especially true about singleness. There's lots of advantages, and there are lots of disadvantages. And what I've noticed is that people spend all of their time and energy trying to cope with the disadvantages yep. of being single, yep. right? So they're, they're um, trying to overcompensate for all of the, the disadvantages of it. And I go, hey, what if we learn how to actually flip that? Right. And instead of using all of our time, treasure, resources, to cope with the disadvantages, what if we started taking advantage of the advantages? Yes. So yeah. for example, I have way more time than Ethan does. Right. Ethan has to, to not doesn't have to, he gets to yeah. at five o'clock every yep. evening, go home and spend time with his family. Yep. I don't have to do that. I've had many more lunches with you than Ethan. Right, yep. I could spend that Correct. extra time coping with the disadvantages or I could go look at this extra time that I have right yep. now. Let's go take advantage of this and do something productive for the, the kingdom of heaven or go yep. build community yeah. and build amazing friendships yeah. and, and all of that. Be Does that make sense? Be a better man. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, obviously that's something that you can do in a relationship. But if you before you get in the relationship, if you're just trash, I yeah. was watching, um, we were watching, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, I, I just wanted to get them on the show. Robert and um, oh, Madhu. Robert yeah, Madu. him yeah. and his wife. Because um, I want I want to have his wife on because yeah. his wife was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor. Um, they were talking about marriages and they were talking about you know, uh, God, this is going to be my next sketch about dudes who use the submit to me when Ooh. I, I want to write a sketch about how. Uh, uh, the, but like she's the one with the job and he's like, mm -hmm. well, I still want you to do that because I need money. Um, <laughs> And, 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 and so, uh, but they were just like, if you want to 
in order to have a woman submit to you, you have to be a leader. You have Mm. to be like, the women were treated like such trash in biblical time, but before Jesus, Jesus came, they all went to him. They weren't like his slaves. They were submitting to Jesus because he loved them. Mm. So it's like, if you are not being loved properly, um, or if you're not with someone who can lead you properly, you know, imagine like an alcoholic, um, you know, uh, watching porn, doesn't care about his wife, doesn't know how to communicate, being like, I'm the leader because I'm the man. Like that's insane. So that single time is when you can like build yourself up um, so that it's going to start all over again when you get in a relationship because you have to relearn things and that's going to open up all these other wounds and doors. But uh, coming into it with this firm foundation, that is how you should be using singleness. And even before I was a Christian, I always was so suspect of Tinder and stuff like that because of the obvious reasons it's commodifying. It's so much like image-based. I was on this like celebrity one called Raya, which was an LA thing where like you have to be invited. Like two directors had to invite, and Moby. I got an invite from Moby Moby. and I have to approve you. (laughs) And they literally, there aren't even bios. It's just hot people and you pick a song and then the song comes on and then they're just like this and you're like, all right, like it is even more vain than Tinder. But my thought is, I mean, now there's a whole new, you know, the bag of worms with uh, Christianity, but like just if you are sitting there just desperately swiping, not realize how much you're subconsciously being rejected because you're just swiping, swiping, swiping. You're not looking at them as humans. You're not looking at them with any sort of love. Um, But also you're treating it like if I don't find someone, I'm doomed. Um, How that is just got to be psychologically destroyed. And that's how most people are spending their single time. So no wonder they're so depressed. Yeah, it's like having a giant, it's like having a bucket that's just leaking. That's everywhere. And so you're like, I, I got to keep swiping because I got to keep refilling this. Yeah. And you go, or you could just realize that you're a human being made in the image of God who's loved exactly as they are and f- learn how to find that identity yeah. as a single person. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, like whether a, a date comes or it doesn't, I'm fine. Right. Right. And it's super easy on paper, but actually doing the hard work to get to that point. Yeah. Takes some time. Well, Luckily when you're single, you have a lot of time. Well, yes, you have a lot of time. <laughs> so take and advantage of it. The, the Christianity helped me so much. I talked about this with Jen, um, about forgiveness, but it helped me so much with love. And I don't know if there's a way you guys can explain it to people or they just have to feel it like Mm. people who are new to church. But I remember my buddy (laughs) who goes to this church um, before I was Christian, before I came here, I was like, he was the first person I told I want to stop. I'm like, I don't think I want to watch porn. And he goes, well, here's what I did, man. Uh, You're going to love this. Every time you want to watch porn, instead, just read your Bible. And I was like, that is the worst idea (laughs) I've ever heard in my life. I made some stupid joke where I'm like, what kind of kinks am I going to develop that if I only read the Bible when I'm horny, that a girl's going to be like, what do you want me to do to you? And I'm like, forgive me. Um, Very dumb. Very dumb. Edit it out. Still haven't played prayed. Don't edit it. Keep it. Um, I, but the, not, not being a Christian, I'm like, that's so dumb. Everything about it. But being a Christian, um, it's the first time that I actually have felt loved no matter what. 
And so gave Ryan a lot of credit on that. Ryan and Jesus. It's also it makes it so <laughs> much two peas e- in a pod, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Or> just Jesus. <laughs> it makes it so much easier um, to not go down that. Yeah. Um, even though I'm sure so many people at church struggle with it, whatever. But for me, being in the secular world for so long and not feeling loved, right, and then feeling unconditionally loved, certainly makes it easier oh, to get dude, off Tinder. That's so. That's so. Good, Jamie. This is so important for anyone listening. What you always want to get in the habit of of asking is what pain am I actually trying to medicate yes. right now? Right. Instead of, oh, I'm going to try really hard to not do this. You go, okay, so so obviously I, I want to look at porn. I want to go swipe. Yep. What, is it left or right? What is, I what is the yes? I always am afraid to make that joke. It's so hacky and I always forget the direction. I know. Whichever I'm, one is yes. I'm also dyslexic, so I wouldn't <laughs> swipe. I would do the X or check mark because I'm like, I'm going to, I swiped on some ones I shouldn't have um, and I X'd out some ones. I was like, no. Picture so, you like, I'm so it's sorry. Like the whole, I'm just dyslexic. The whole story of Jamie ends up like married to this woman he has nothing in common with just because he was dyslexic and couldn't and, and swipe the wrong I, way. And then I felt too guilty to reject her. Just I was like, just I, like, I, yes. Yeah. It just turns out to be this amazing thing. No, before you that was do a that, sweet ending to our fake story. I like that. Yeah, I, was going, yeah. I was going the it went bad direction, but Ryan, they live happily ever after. Uh, I married them. Hopeless optimist. No, yeah. instead of going to that or just trying really hard to not do that, yeah. what if you just learn how to stop and go? I'm trying to medicate something yeah. right now. What's going on? It's not easy, yeah. right, to do. It's a lot of inner work. Maybe you go see a counselor about it. You get some good friends in your life, whatever it is. But the more that you learn to actually heal Mm -hmm. um, the the pain points, the less you want to medicate. Yeah, It's this like wild thing that I feel like we don't talk about enough. What your friend was, like the Bible's, you know, the example of like, instead of looking at porn, read your Bible, but the bigger, I think, thing to do in those moments is always fix your focus onto Jesus. Yeah. 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 And so for me, this was a lesson that these guys uh, walked me through I, in college. Like I was party kid. Yep. And from the time I was 10, my first girlfriend, first make out on. This is why I gave you it that. Boy, like, you looked at me like I was a psycho for giving you that boy band <laughs> nickname. And this is just, this is why. <laughs> Justified. I always needed to have a girl in my life. Yeah. yeah. Same. That was my addiction. So yep. to speak, talking, hooking up, dating, whatever. And that kept on causing all of these kinds of issues and I wasn't able to see that for a long time. But then when I became a Christian, all of a sudden it was like, I need to live differently. So now I need to go from being the guy who is at the middle of the party trying to take girls home to being the guy who doesn't do that stuff anymore. Right. right. And that was the identity of like, I think a lot of Christians take well, on. Well, that circles now, back to the throwing stones, right? right. You're just like, yeah. So now I'm, the the, now I'm just the guy who's focused on what I don't do in my life anymore. Yeah. yeah. And the whole realization that you know, we made in that time in our lives was like, I used to be a slave to these things because that's what I'm staring at because that's what I want to do is party and hook up and all these things that aren't bringing me life, but I'm going to try them until they do, even though it's not working. But now it's the same thing. I'm still enslaved to these things. Now it's just because I'm still staring at them to not do them. Yes. Until it was the realization of maybe I need to just shift my focus and stop looking at those things in the behavior and look at Jesus and then let him speak to those things in my life. But a lot of people are so busy staring at, oh, I'm 
I'm single, I'm hopelessly single, and that's like my idol, that's my thing all the time, all the time, all the time, and I'm trying to do better, and I'm not trying to sleep with people, whatever, and it's right. like, no, first find the identity here, and then let that dictate how you go so about good, the things that you've been staring at for right. so long. Dude, I mean, that, that was, when I was big old liberal, that was the joke would always make when there was a politician who like only could talk about, you know, uh, gay people are going to hell, I'm like, but see you when they catch you in the bathroom with the dude, you know, like it just seemed so, yeah. um, like why are you thinking about this so much yeah, with like everything yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, exactly the same. And I, I would even do that. Like when I was trying to quit smoking cigarettes, mm -hmm. suddenly I'd see someone smoking cigarettes. I'm like, oh, look at them. Look how gross they look. Look at them trying <laughs> yeah, to be cool. Yeah. I was smoking. Yes, I still smell like smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 24 like, hours in. <laughs> yeah. Totally, um, man. And, I, and uh, so that, that's so fascinating where it's like oh, you're yeah. still looking at the exact same thing, even yeah. though your words are different. And mm -hmm. you're saying those words because you're like kind of half lying to yourself because you still kind of want that. So you yeah. have to like convince yourself instead of if you just completely take your focus away. Yeah. And the reason that it's so that's complex so and hard to figure out is because grace is such a complex concept that is so foreign to us as yeah. broken human beings. I had to ask you about it. I had never heard that yeah, word. That's right. We were sitting I, at I, breakfast yep. and you're like, yeah. can you explain what grace is yes. to me? Cause I've never really heard that. Yeah. And that like in that time in my life, and I did the same thing where like, I remember having a conversation with one of our roommates and I was like, dude, and he could tell I was kind of like rubbed the wrong way. Cause his girlfriend was sleeping over and he's yeah. kind of looking at me like, you were doing that like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. like, what are you talking about? Um, I wasn't operating out of actually believing God had grace for me. Yeah. I was still believing that I needed to behave my way into him liking me Same. now that I'm a Christian. Yeah. But grace is complex. It's kind of like the scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's trying to learn to surf and yeah, Paul Rudd's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, don't do anything. Do less. So he just lays on the board and yeah. then he's like, well, you got to do something. It's like grace is yes. this dynamic force yes. that first forgives you, but then propels you to live differently. Yep. But we get that out of order and we think I need to live differently so that I can be forgiven. Right. And once I realize God loves me and I've been given his grace, I've been forgiven unconditionally. He sees me as his son and whatever I do, he can't, I, I can't change that. But that then makes me want to live differently because I see That's how so good, much man. good he has for me. Dude, I want to isolate that clip and post it on repeat because I, I, I learned that here and I'm still learning it because I think so many people, this happened to me, they become a Christian or they get baptized and they go, all right, here we go. And then they mess up again. Yeah. And I remember my first thought was like, it's been a good Good run, yeah. uh, and that's sort of it, it's <laughs> totally. It's got to be. I it. tried the Christian thing and I failed at right. it. Right, but I, then I you up. found out that Paul killed Christians. Still have baby. Okay, how many Christians I mean, do I have before I kill more than Paul? It's, it's like when you're a kid and they do a salvation call. You know, yeah, which is yeah. like, hey, if you want to receive the salvation of yeah. Jesus, if you want to like put your faith in Him and let Him be Lord of your life, raise your hand right now. And as a kid, and there's people in our church because I we're the ones with our eyes open on the stage. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, yeah. you've raised your hand like 17 times. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. Like I remember as a kid, anytime I was like, I've probably got to re up because me and my buddy cussed on the playground last <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. But once you realize like, Hey, his grace is sufficient for you. Right. Yeah. And he has forgiven you and saved you. Stop living in this tension of wondering, does he love me still? Am I right. still okay? Because so I screwed up after I got baptized. Yeah. Just live out of the, like we always say, live not for your salvation, but from your salvation, yeah. not for his yes. blessing, but from his yes. blessing. Yes. Yeah. Just, I'm not even that trying to be funny. I bet there are people who raise their hand. Yeah. For the first time here, accept Jesus, go into the parking lot, get cut off, honk their horn and curse at oh, someone yeah. and be like, yeah. we'll try it again next week. Totally. And just totally. They, they just assume it because I mean, I've done that. I used to do that even with, because I did it with self-help books, yeah. which are so different, right? You hear about positive, you go, okay, positive thinking. This is going to be the thing that changes my mind. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I caught myself being like, why can't you think 
fucking one thing positive, you're an asshole. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not going to work. And then it's like it's manifesting. And, yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like, and then that, and then that doesn't work or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you just, you can't treat Jesus like another self-help phase. Yeah, right? right. It's just the fact that it doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, like, manifesting goes away if you stop visualizing your future yeah. right jesus right. doesn't right um, yeah, and i think that's away. what makes it wow. so different but it also makes it really hard yeah. because all the solutions that were fed through mainstream media through self-help through instagram they aren't that they are very temporary fixes right yes. or even in the culture yes. um you know in like hookup culture yeah. or it doesn't even have to be s seemingly self-help it could be this beer commercial you're gonna end up on a beach with a bunch of hot chicks it's like okay yeah. i need that yeah. or you know whatever even healthy things even yeah. jujitsu that's going to be the thing that fixes me yeah. but then you get injured mm -hmm. so many times i used to get depressed because wow. people there's this cliche where they go jujitsu is therapy and i'm like cool but you should also probably do therapy <laughs> um, because like yes and. But, <laughs> yeah, but like oh, but then i'd get injured yeah. and i'd be like well now i don't have anything yeah but jesus mm -hmm. is the one thing where it's like yeah you can't injure or Sick. talk your way out of it but that's hard to believe, accept. Well, what's the common denominator between all of those things, right? It's you. Right. And everything else mm -hmm. sells you here. We're going to put you at the center. Right. And then we're going to figure out a way to, to fix it all. Yeah. Right. Jesus's message is so radically different where he goes, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, so I'm the king of the kingdom. And, and so get yourself off of the throne and put Jesus on the throne. In other words, get out of the old, like the center of your own yeah. universe. Stop making it about you. Yep start making it about Jesus, like, like Ethan said. And so one of the things I've realized over the years is typically when I start thinking about myself, yeah, it's a reminder that I need to get back to God's grace. Right. right because right, grace right. is an invitation to take yourself out of the center of the story. I like that a lot. Cause I remember when I was an atheist, one of the things we would always kind of like shit on Christians about was, um, you know, why does God need to be worshiped so much? Why doesn't yeah. that, doesn't that actually seem yeah. egotistical that like, mm -hmm. Oh, we need to praise him, blah, 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 blah. And when you actually read about Jesus, and just how much love and kindness, it's like, well, no, you wanna to try to mold yourself like him. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm wrong, uh, that seems like a really good thing. But it was never presented that way. It was never like be more loving, be whatever. Yeah. It was always sort of presented as like, uh, fear, fear, fear based. You yeah. know, if you're not mm -hmm. worshiping him, you're going to go to hell. If you're yeah. doing this, you're going to yeah. go to hell. If you're yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and again, what's at the middle of all that is me. What's going to happen to me. Right. 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 And right. so I, man, I just have this sense that what, what Jesus is trying to help us do is, is get out of our own way. Yeah. That's it. Hi, I know you don't want to see more white noise trash on social media, so I'm going to be very quick. If you want to find out what I'm doing, what our show is doing, you can sign up for our newsletter. It is the best way to stay in touch. It's the best way to get offers and exclusive access. You can find the link below. I am done. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, you preached this Sunday a lot about that sort of self-centered mm -hmm. me culture, yeah. but you were interested. It was interesting because you preached in favor of it. In favor of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For self centeredness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, we got to yeah, put ourselves back you in got, the center. Yeah, every e single one. Ethan of has 15 Instagram accounts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ethan, Can't get enough. Famously not on social media, which is so great. That inspired my girlfriend. She deleted hers. Oh. Um, I'm going to have someone run mine soon, which is nice. So exciting. Very nice. Um, but the. You were talking a lot about that, but you. 
you know, we've all, I've talked publicly about it. You've preached on this. We've all talked about it. Cal Newport, uh, who wrote Deep Work and writes yeah, on social right, media. He's right. a really good friend of mine. We did a podcast for a little while together. Um, we've talked about the harms of social media, about mm. narcissism. Mm. We were talking about it before with relationships. Um, but you brought it to a really interesting place that... Um, uh, many people who follow me on Instagram are kind of part of this scene and, and I'm friends with a lot of people who were, but even when kind of talking about the, should we call it new agey? Like new What did you say? Woo woo? Woo woo, spiritual, uh, sex den ayahuasca party. I don't know. Um, that's the technical term. That's, a, yeah. <laughs> that's the biblical <laughs> term. Um, scene. And I never really thought about that. So, my theory, I think, I don't know if this is rare. We've talked about this before. I came to Jesus kind of through that, mm-hmm. um, which is bizarre. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if that happens a lot, but it was, I had my preconceived notions about what Christians were. Yeah. So I was like, Jesus is off the table, but um, had this like yearning in my heart that I yeah. think everybody does mm-hmm. where you realize you're filling it with whatever, sex, uh, Instagram, drugs, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so over COVID, I started like reading, uh, let me rephrase that. I started taking mushrooms and reading um, about like, uh, you know, Buddhism and Ram Dass and kind of that yeah. whole Timothy Leary, psychedelic, whatever. Yeah. And a lot of the the people you were talking about started in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more you read about Ram Dass, and I remember not liking this because I just wanted an excuse to do drugs and say I was spiritual. Right. But even <laughs> Ram Dass said that his guru um, used to say psychedelics can get you in the room with God, but mm-hmm. you can't stay there. Mm. And so people think Ram Dass was just like tripping balls his entire life. Once he went to India and like found God, um, he stopped. And his Hindu guru used to talk about Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't worship Jesus. He didn't, but he would just talk about the love, love mm-hmm. like Jesus. And so reading about Ram Dass, it was like the first time that like uh, Jesus seemed cool. I'm like, oh, Jesus can be cool. Jesus can be espoused mm-hmm. by like a really sweet hippie guy, not just um, these people that I grew yeah, up with yeah, that represented Christianity yeah. to, yeah, to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of hit this, you know, came to Austin, uh, a lot of these kind of new agey groups, there would be God talk, but a lot of it was based on drugs or, you know, you just watch these, these dudes just like the way they would like hit on the girls, but like in like a free spirit sure. kind of, you know, or yeah, some Christian of the, guys do that too, by the way. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember when Doug, I wonder, I want to make a sketch about this. Doug did a sermon about like how, like one of the things he said was it could be like it would be really sweet and important. If you find someone who shares your, you know, conviction for Christ and he, and you've talked about this too, but he even said, he was like, you know, out in the lobby, like, you know, you can meet <laughs> plenty of people. People, and right away in my head, I'm like, it is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, if was. I was a girl in that, I would have gone out the back door yeah, to my real. car, yep. like turned down some back roads yep. to throw yep. off yep. anyone. I, so <laughs> hey, I just saw you over there. I want to tell you my testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. I, I left because I was single at the time <laughs> and I left so fast because I'm like, I don't even want to look at a girl right now and yeah. think like, oh no. Anyway. Yeah. Not the third dog under the bus. Um, but uh, there's the whole... There's the path, 
I didn't, I felt really uncomfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I ended up here. Um, yeah. But I, I think a lot of people who go into that world, they, it, it's, it seems like you're filling the God shaped hole, mm-hmm. but also there's so much of the world still in it. It's really so much based on drugs and say, and look, I'm still a proponent of like psychedelic drugs and there's a lot of, um, uh, medical research about how it helps depression and PTSD. And I don't do it any, like since I've been here. Um, but I think the research for that compared to like some of the drugs we glorify in this country are, uh, is good. Um, but mm-hmm. I started to watch one of the reasons that, um, I'm all over the place. One of the reasons that I, you know, would talk about doing mushrooms once a year is because I was like, well, you can't just do that a bunch. You can't get addicted. You'll die. Um, but now in those scenes, people are doing psychedelics like yeah, recreationally. For sure. For sure, like right. people smoke weed. And I think, dude, I'm like so down on weed too. Like, I just think like we've talked ourselves into like, these are these cool people yeah. drugs. So they're acceptable because it's not like alcohol or Coke or whatever. Yeah. And you can still you still have to ask yourself, like, what am I running from? Yeah. If you're smoking weed every day, if you're treating psychedelics like a, a beer, yeah. um, what are you running from? That's, yeah, it's not well, the answer. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. in talking about the new age movement and all these things, first of all, before I talk about any of that, I love the people that I know that are involved in that or have been. Some of my favorite Whenever people. I talk about ideologies yeah. or whatever, it's the ideology itself that I'll go to war with because it's what's keeping people in chains. But yes. the people... Right. There, the sad thing is, is, this is all human beings, but especially we're seeing it right now with a lot of this new age stuff is they're desperate to find salvation. Right. Yeah. But the problem right. is- These are being, people who have more in common with Christians probably than oh, yeah. even oh, some Christians. 100%. Like yeah. they're searching. They are, they are, they are seeking, seeking yes. an yes, answer yes. to their pain yep. yeah. and their why am I here and all the big questions that we ask as human beings. And they're desperate for that. But the problem is that they're in a think tank that's basically teaching them how to make God in their own image. Right not realizing that they're made in his image. Right. And so you create a God who looks just like you, but you're a mess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. How's that going to work out? It's yeah. just like, in uh, it, it's in, yeah. it's like those movies where like the monster, it becomes like a monster version of you. Yeah. You're like, I've just, be, yeah, I've exactly. just created a I've more created powerful exactly. version yeah. of my <laughs> shitty yeah, self. Even exactly. like, like listen to the language. It's all tends to be like, here's how you can ascend the mountain. Right. And everybody's got their own path yeah. up the mountain, right. but we're all trying to, get somewhere. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about the message of Jesus is that we were never going to be able to get up the mountain to begin with, but Jesus came down the mountain to be with us. And so we start there, right? We start from imperfect people pursuing a a perfect God. And, and when you start there, you actually along the way realize that God, like the good news really is that good, that God would come be with me. Yeah. Now I'm fine. And I'm good also, right where I'm at. And you don't have to be defeatist. That doesn't mean you don't try to be the person who could feasibly ascend the mountain, right? Yeah. Like you can still work on yourself. You can still yeah. develop good habits. You can yeah. still try to totally. be like Jesus, fall, try again, fall, try again. Totally. Um, it's just, it's you not, realize that you're walking with Jesus every step of the way. Yeah. So it's like Jesus comes down the mountain and then you guys go on this journey together. Right. Does that make sense? And there yes. seems to be a common like unity within 
a lot of people in the new age movement of wanting to help other people find what they're looking for. And that's what it looks like to follow Jesus as you suddenly realize I'm not trying to live differently so that I can earn something from him because I'm walking with him. He's, I'm good with him. Yeah. I want to live differently to shine a light so other people can come and meet him Right. because then they can find their salvation. The dangerous thing that I see in a lot of conversations I've had in podcasts of people in the new age movement or how have come out of it is they are seeking genuinely. But when you seek the spiritual world, you will find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're not always going to find God. Right. Because just because something spiritual happens doesn't mean that it's God. Right. There's an enemy who is a mastermind yeah. of getting human yeah. beings and feeding on their narcissism and feeding on the ways that we love ourselves and we like to make things about ourselves and going, here's a, here's a method for you to have this be all about you. And yep. so, so people who are spiritual that reject religion and say, I'm in, you know, new age movement or whatever, you know, spiritual think tank they're in. They're really recreating religion just with different language <laughs> yeah, because right. it's still totally. all about me doing right. enough things and I have to go yeah. to these healers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, many yeah. ceremonies. So many. I still have this trauma. And if I do and these, I'm yeah. So mad at myself. Yeah, all this, it's, it's religion in a different form, but that's what the enemy is brilliant so true, at getting man. us to keep creating yeah. religions that make it all about us. Right. And right. us being God and us being our own salvation, us yeah. being our own savior. And then hopefully like you, what people do is they get to the end of their rope, like the prodigal son and go, this is not working. It's not working. I can't be God. I shouldn't be God. I'm glad I'm not. I need to find him. And what they're met with is Jesus who looks nothing like any of the man-made things we create, which is why it's hard to know what to do with him sometimes. Right. He's so loving and so willing to tell you the truth at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus doesn't have like a podcast or like a meditation app. Right. But he has a book. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's four gospel accounts and you read those and you, you just, it, I think that's what catches people off guard yeah. is like people hate Christianity. They hate Christians. They hate the church, whatever. It's very hard to find someone who actually hates Jesus. Yeah. Well, if they actually have given yeah. him a fair shake and read the gospels and gotten to see like how he Man. operates, they might not like things he says and does. That has been my entry point Man. to talking to secular people is the second I just go, and maybe this is being me being a bit of a coward, but the second I just go, Hey man, I still don't really understand the Bible. I just want to be like Jesus. I've never had pushback to that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. From, yeah, right. from jaded comedians, atheists, like. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of hard to hate the guy who died on a cross for you, whether you take it or not. Right. Yes. It's right. like, what do you do with that guy? And so that's what I've seen has been a cool thing with people like you and some other people in our church. And, you know, there's a there's a big crowd of new agers that come to our church. Yeah. And I awesome. love that. Like yeah. that's why we came to Austin. There was a guy who told Doug, like, don't go to Austin and plant yeah. a church yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah. nobody knows God there. And Doug was like. Well, that's why that's we're going why. to Austin. <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of people who know God, by the way, in some amazing churches. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I, I, I love to see people who, ha- they're genuinely seeking it. They're genuinely yeah. seeking what they don't know is Jesus. But when it, the light bulb clicks like it did for you, yeah. it's this whole new life. And it's this amazing thing. And it answers all these questions. And you're still a human being. You're still going to fall, still yeah. have issues, all that stuff. But it's a whole new reality that you get to live in knowing you're loved and saved by Jesus. And now you get to walk with him every single day. And it's not on your shoulders. Anymore. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask you guys about the work in Austin and, and, and just the whole concept behind that. But I just remembered when I was... S- maybe dipping into spirituality. I, this is so many cliche words in one sentence, dated a Reiki practitioner in Los Angeles and um, uh, did not meet her on Raya. But the, and I was just kind of like, this all feels weird. And Mm. like, I mean, she she was, you know, struggling. (laughs) And I, so was, geez, so was I. And I was like, I don't really believe in like the Reiki stuff, but 
Um, and then I ended up breaking it off because of all that stuff. I'm like, this just feels, it just felt off to me. It felt a little weird. And she was really, up, <laughs> she was really upset during the breakup. And I remember just thinking, I don't believe in any of this stuff. And she goes, ironically, she had this, a thing called a pendulum and she consults the pendulum and the okay. pendulum, like, you know, is supposed to be yeah, some mystical thing yeah, that yeah, the yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was like, well, can I at least consult the pendulum on the breakup? And I was having trouble. And this is when I was still super codependent. <laughs> like a, she could have like convinced- Like a magic eight ball? Yes. Kind of, she, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like try again or yeah, shake yeah. again. Yeah. Um, she could have convinced me to stay because I was codependent enough. Yeah. But in my head, I just go, I got a 50-50 chance here. <laughs> and so now- <laughs> Let's see what the picture is. So, so not, not believing it or whatever, I was like, all right, I guess. And so she does the pendulum and I see her eyes start to tear up oh. and I go, did the pendulum say no? And she goes, she said no. And I was like, well, if the pendulum, like, you, oh. I can't, you're like for, you're who like, am I, I but a man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had to do that. Dude, this, can I just pause for a second and say, I, it's amazing how many stories I've heard of people who like tried to break up and then didn't. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they just didn't really let me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just break up with them and then it's over like, wow, oh, they just didn't really want to break up. That, like, well, you did though. That, dude, that is the code. That's the codependence. It's wild. That, that, that was, yeah. I did that in my marriage. Marriage, I did that. Wild, if yeah. I, like, I've never, when I'm in a, this sounds insane, but when I'm in a relationship, I don't, even when I'm like out with the boys, I've never been the like slow check out the girl. I've never been like, oh, I'm glad my, my girl's at home. Um, you know, even now, like in my relationship, it's like if I'm going to be working closely with a girl, I'm like dropping that I got a girlfriend in like the first conversation. And having this affair, it, it felt like the only option. And when I look back and, and, and you know, I have so many friends who know the full story and they're yeah. just like, dude, like you got to go easy on yourself. It was an affair. It happens. And I'm not easy on myself about it. But even if an affair is the most justified it could be, um, you can still get out of the relationship. That was the answer. That's where I messed up. Um, and but but you have this this pull. You tell yourself so many crazy stories, and a lot of it is fear of being alone. Mm. It's fear of being alone. It's you know what are they going to do without me? Mm -hmm. It's what if I never meet anyone? Like uh, you know you just create all of these stories. But it's codependent. It, it it comes from again not thinking that you are loved and you need a relationship to be loved and i also think that's why not just affairs but a lot of people they'll have their new relationship lined up mm -hmm. before they break up oh, yeah. because the idea of just being wow. alone is wow. too much yep. so they have to so essentially they're having an emotional affair before they even break up with yeah. the the person yeah. uh, i did that when i was a kid i did that when i was younger mm -hmm. um, i wouldn't break up unless i'm like oh well yeah somebody's on deck Someone's on that, yeah. yep. which is super gross. Um, yeah. But I like think about that. Yeah. Um, we don't have to wrap it up. He was just telling us that there was, oh, okay. unless you guys have to, um, if you're looking for the heart out. Um, but I wanted to ask, you said, um, when, you were when you were talking about the story and this ties into, well, the Austin thing, this actually kind of ties into this. Um, I, I, when I heard people talk about how Christians are even just disliked. I was always like, shut up. 
like it's usually like white dudes. It's every politician we have. Um, you know, we're literally called a Christian nation. Um, even though like I didn't have any Christians in my life, which was very weird that we were called a Christian nation. And I'm like, when I actually thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I didn't really know a ton until I came here. Um, But I remember I went out to lunch with uh, Chris, wanted to hang out, Mm -hmm. um, who runs a bunch of stuff here. And he was like, hey man, it's gonna be weird. You're gonna get some pushback. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm in Texas. I'm like, I'm finally (laughs) part of the majority. I I can finally use my white privilege (laughs) properly. Yeah. And literally we're talking about Jesus tamely. We're not like Jesus is gonna come back and get rid of all these sinners. We're just like, it was some line like when I found Jesus, some like innocuous, whatever. And this sweet semen, I said hi when we sat down, kind of older you know they look like maybe like um like 50, uh, in their 50s like kind of like professor yeah, yeah. hipster vibe. got up moved to the next table mm-hmm. um and I, do you guys ex- because again when i walked in here even with all my baggage i thought oh these are like the loveliest people i was so mm-hmm. shocked mm-hmm. um but uh do you guys get a lot of pushback like is that a thing Am I going to get like, I've definitely like lost some Instagram followers, but, um, is there a lot of that? Like, is there a lot of like Christian hate? That's like, sure. Yeah. I mean, we have the funny conversation every time with someone new of like, so what do you do? Yeah. I'm a pastor. Yeah. And then you can just read it. You can like see that person's testimony flash across their face (laughs) and their, their life story where they're just either like, Oh, how do I get out of here as quickly as possible? But I'm like, I have some sort of respect enough for the church or whatever that I'm not, I don't want to say the wrong thing or whatever, which is always funny. Or it's people that look at you like, okay, screw you. You know, like I want nothing to do with you now. Right. Um, There's a lot of that. And it's always rooted in people who've been hurt by the church. Yeah. Um, Right. People who have been hurt by religion and, you know, never actually got to meet Jesus. It's been, you know, whatever their story is. And the second they hear Jesus, the second they hear anything to do with church or Christianity, it just rises up in them. And I, I feel like we've been doing this for some years now, so we're just used to it. It doesn't offend me or like make me think anything less of them or whatever. I just know like there's something deeper going on there. But yeah, there's plenty of people who want nothing to do with us when we tell them we're pastors. Do you you have like an approach? Like what saved me when I was super suicidal, if people were, if if anyone was like, you need to find Jesus, I would have been like, fuck off. Like not the time, right? Mm but the Christians in my life were actually just really good role models and they were people I really liked. And so when I was ready, they had like C.S. Lewis, like locked and loaded. Um, like <laughs> so many people were excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people were excited yeah. about to think yeah. of that to me. Um, but they were just really good examples. And yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm kind of like selling my faith out because when I do a uh, encounter someone who is so adversarial. Mm. I have the same thought, but I don't go, you need to find Jesus. I always kind of go with like a bazillion prefaces about like, Hey man, I had all these thoughts about the church. I totally get it. Like there's a lot of really shitty people in the church. You know, who else had a problem with the church? Jesus. So I just try to, <laughs> but then I go like, am I selling myself out? Yeah. Like, does that sound wishy-washy? Cause in my head, I actually think that that, is a really good approach. Oh yeah. But I also don't know if that's me just being a coward. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's you being strategic yeah. and it's you being, uh, uh, 
social, you have a very high social IQ. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so you just know. I know how to wrap up conversations. You know yeah. where you need to start and you know where to not start. Okay. Right. I like that. And so give yourself some, some grace there. I think that's just you being wise yeah. and knowing like if I, if I come in too hot, right here, right. like this Uber driver is just going to drop me off and yeah. he's not going to listen to what I have to say. I, mean, I even when talking to people about mental health on Instagram, I won't even bring up Jesus till many, many voice memos in. Yeah. And I'll even say like, for me, I found this love this way, this way, this way. And then a lot of people have yeah. asked follow-up questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I open with that, I don't think they're going to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you just have to trust that like it's going to get there. And yeah. and pray. Right. I like this sounds so no, like a pastor, I, but I, I but God, I gotta hey, get better. we still I, haven't prayed. I gotta get better at that. <laughs> like God bless this this podcast. We'll pray that in a second. But also like open up a a, a door for this conversation to happen yeah. naturally, yeah. right? So that you're not trying to like force it into yeah. like oh that billboard over there says that you know we should get some whatever. <laughs> Have you been praying for a sign right, or whatever? Right, right. You, like you get all weird about it, and then all of a sudden. And they're like, okay, man, I don't, I don't want to talk to you about yeah. this right you know, now. It's, it's funny that people will like shit on prayer because essentially all the OCD stuff we did as children, like you just said, like if I make this basket, Jen's going to go out with me. <laughs> yeah, totally, uh, dude. It's essentially sort of oh, like, dude, I used to have to step like before there was a crack, you know, hundred percent for all, all of them. Yeah. Prayer is just like a better version of that. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Pre <laughs> you preached about that, how you started setting alarms to pray yeah. because I feel like when I'm on, when I'm on about prayer, I'll, I'll get both your guys prayer advice. Um, I feel so good. Um, I feel so good. You know, there was a phase where I would even pray before going into the gym, not about like a PR, but I would pray that I'm a good influence or mm -hmm. that, you know, I can, cool. I can make people happy cool. or whatever. And then, uh, you know, that, that video that went viral of mine happened. I wrote that because um, my girlfriend and I were fighting a lot. Yeah. And every meal, it was just, we weren't, we, it wasn't the video. It wasn't, we weren't being mean to each other. But every prayer was just like, yeah. hey, man, like, we need a lifeline. <laughs> like, there was a lot of protect Jamie's heart uh, yeah. was in there. Um, yeah. She would always say that. And so good. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I, because we were doing that, and it seemed so intense and so yeah. burdensome on God. Yeah. I stopped like triangulating the yeah. argument with I guess God. That yeah. I stopped doing all the other prayers because <laughs> yeah, I'm just right. like, I've made him too busy. I've already uh, bothered him too much yeah. at my meals with all of these, like, hmm. I'm just being redundant. Yeah. Um, and, and so I stopped doing it. And this idea, I want to get to the point, like you guys, yeah. where... You know, I love that Sean prays before the podcast. I love being around people. When we saw uh, Corey and Red Rock Worship uh, record that session, they all prayed before, and it just felt yeah. so powerful, and the way they were into the prayer. But I think uh, people were self-conscious. It took me a good uh, six months before I could put my hands up in the air to for worship. Yeah, right, um, right. And it's bizarre that these tools that we have that can bring us closer to God, that can help us form a relationship, instead of it just being um, this kind of like just jury executioner figure um we actually don't do we're we we're, we're fine telling people that you're gonna go to hell and burn for eternity but prayer is hard for us or we're embarrassed to like worship <laughs> um how do you get sort of more confident um when it does come to like i'm you know what's interesting i am too self-conscious to pray for other people but I'll pray for me, which seems selfish, but when I examine it, it's because I don't think I'm good enough at prayer. 
And so yeah, I'm kind of imposter syndrome. It's imposter yeah. syndrome. So I'm like, well, I'll do the shitty prayer for me because if it doesn't work, who cares? <laughs> like we blessed this meal yesterday and I got food poisoning. So I was like, <laughs> okay. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to pray for Ethan. Like he has better people praying for him. What, how stupid Thanks, am I going to look? I'm committed to not praying for I, Ethan. <laughs> I saved you from food poisoning, dude. It was, uh, yeah. Um, some of that I advice? feel like comes from some of that new age, like, People, manifestation, people yes. want to manifest things, yeah. which is kind of their way of saying, that. I want to make something happen that I can't currently make happen on my own, yeah. in my own power. Yeah. I need something yeah. to bring this about in my life. It's a very similar concept, yes. but it's me focused again. It's a very, and sometimes accessing dark spiritual stuff, whatever. Um, but I think that there's a common thing in all of us of like, there's just some things, I'm a human being that I can't control. Yeah. There's some things that are out of my hands. But it's also very mysterious because you can pray for your food and then get food poisoning because whoever cooked that food just didn't do the right stuff, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So prayer is mysterious and I think it can be discouraging because it doesn't always get answered right? Um, or how you want it to be answered, whatever. There's imposter syndrome that sets in of feeling like I've bothered God too much. Um, even though there's time that Jesus tells a story of a persistent widow and says, be like this woman yeah. who just would not leave this right. guy alone until she got God. what she wanted. Oh my goodness, I remember so that. The way I, th it's funny you ask this because this morning, my wife and I were talking to my four-year-old about prayer. Okay. Because he, You're whenever about to we speak my language, whenever you told your four-year-old, I'm like, I will <laughs> finally like be able to it's understand like Michael, this. It's like Michael Scott. Yeah, explain it to me like, like I'm four. Um, <laughs> we pray, you know, we pray with him. I yeah. drive him to school and I pray in the car and I, I'm trying to get him like, why don't you pray for your little brother or pray for, and he's just, like, right now he's just like, no, yeah. you know, don't pray. And so my wife was trying to talk to him about like why he should pray and why he should want to pray and love prayer. And all I could think to tell him was like, hey, dude, you know when I pick you up from school or you come home and I want you to talk to me? Yeah. Because I'm your dad and I love you. Oh, and I want to know what you did today. So and good. I want to know how you're feeling. And I know want to know what's going on and how I can help you because yeah. I'm your dad. Like, that's why God loves when we pray because we're his kids. It's just the same thing. And wow. it, I don't know if it light bulb on for him, but yeah. it light bulb on for me all over again. Yeah. That's the best analogy always is yeah. a father to his child. And that's how God feels about us. And I just think like, I will sit and listen to my son talk all day long. Yeah. And he wow. will. He's yeah. a talker. Oh, yeah. he talks. And because I love him. Yeah. And then so I want every piece of his life, I want to be a part of every piece of his life because he's my son. And that's how God feels about this. But we talk our way out of remembering that he's a loving father right. all the time. Yeah. Well, and also I, 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 uh, I want to hear what you were going to say, but when you talk about imposter syndrome, I've made a joke. Sometimes I even have dad issues with God. Me and my dad have a good relationship now, mm -hmm. yeah. but a lot of people, when they hear like the father analogy or whatever, sure, yeah. they're like, cool. My dad was sort of trash. So yeah, I don't totally know what man. a good, I think when I have a kid, all that father talk's gonna really click in for wow, me. For sure. But when people are like, hey man, it's easy. He's just like your dad. And I'm like, bad? Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Doesn't wanna hear what I have to say. Mad at me all the time. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, Which right. to me, there's a part, I wonder man. like, obviously we don't know all of God's ways and stuff, but I, there's a part of me that thinks he's chosen to call himself our father because he knew that would be the most broken relationship yeah, on that's earth. Right. Whoa. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And when his disciples literally say, Jesus teaches how to pray, right. the first two words are our father. Right. And so, yeah. so he's, he's doubling down on yeah. that narrative of really prayer is the practice of realizing that we really do have a loving father who cares deeply about us. Well, and that also, that goes back to so many of the points we've made that so much of our healing comes when we examine the brokenness and when yeah. we can confront that and when we can go towards that instead of 
whether it's the new age culture, whether it's Tinder, whether it's whatever, yeah. masking it, masking it, masking yeah. it, masking it, whether it's the relationships where you're just, you don't care, you're coasting, yeah. um, instead of like go towards what's broken, yeah. um, that's where healing is, Dude. right? I mean, look at like who Jesus associated himself with. It was broken people. And you, you're such a good example of this. You double down on your own brokenness yeah. and you talk so openly about it. And I've told you this, but it's such an important voice because the rest of us, um, we feel this like need to show up and put on a, a little performance and sure. pretend like, no, I'm, I'm further along. I got right. this all together. Yeah. You're just, you're taking the opposite approach where I you am. go, I know nothing. And, yeah. and here we go. And we all hear that. And we go, thank you for saying what I wish I had the courage yeah. to say. Oh, yeah. Thanks, the first time I met Jamie, I had just <laughs> preached and I went out during worship to the lobby to get something to drink. And he's standing in the lobby by himself watching on the TVs that are out there. Yeah. And it was, it was great because he, he like saw me. He's like, oh, hey, like you were the guy in there, which is awesome. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. it was so much never, more frantic than this, by the way. Oh, yeah. I remember sorry. being so He's nervous. like, you're, you're the guy in there. Um, <laughs> I've never really been to church before. I don't really know what to do about all this. What yeah. should I do? Yeah. I yeah. love it. And, and perfect, I was like, that's dude. a perfect approach. I, I've told him like, that's like for a pastor, just, hey, here's a T and a Pro V1. Yeah, <laughs> here's a driver. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If, if you, and there's a wide open if fairway. If you botched that dude, if you botched me, <laughs> yeah, you who quit. was so desperate for help. <laughs> but if we stayed with that posture in our faith yeah. and stopped, like, yeah. didn't try to prove ourselves or act like we're more than, and we always kept that approach of like, hey, I'm also like, I don't know everything. We had that humility yeah. that you right, have, and right, we right, kept right. that all the time. Of like, I'm always open to what Jesus has for me. How can I grow? How can I know more? Instead of getting to the place where you think, I figured this out, that's where the judgment comes in to yeah. look at other people and go, yeah, they haven't right. yet. I've What's wrong with that? Yeah, and I've never seen it as a flaw, or sorry, I've never seen it as a pro um, until recently. And I think people listening right now, everyone has a thing that maybe tortures them, right? Where they're like, oh, I wish I wasn't so emotional, right? Mm -hmm. I wish I was. And whenever I get emails about people who are suicidal, a lot of them are like so sweet and funny and, yeah. I, and, 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 and vulnerable and honest about, you know, and I go, God, we need more people like you. You can't yeah. leave in these things that make them feel like they don't belong are actually their greatest superpower. Wow. Where it's like, no, we need more people with empathy. We need more people with vulnerability. We need more people, more kids with wild imagination who don't fit in in middle school, but like they're gonna end up on Broadway yeah. because they're creative, you know right. what I mean? Um, right. But it's hard to see it when you're in it because I always, yeah, I'd make fun of myself. I'm like, wow, why am I talking about suicide on the first date? Um, but at the same time, it's yeah, being able to talk about yeah. that stuff it's it, it is good it is important and but that's also why i look up to you guys because you guys for pastors at least you do that you guys rip on yourself a lot and that was one of the things that i was like oh i can i can go here it it, yeah. it, it totally got rid of that judgy pastor uh stereotype yeah. that i that i had good. you being able to uh did you have prayer advice i think I think we covered it. I th I think the end goal is relationship, and and to to circle back to the grace thing. Yeah. I think when you start feeling bad um, uh, about oh I missed today or I, I missed the last two days yeah, or yeah, yeah. like that is a that's a um, that's the Holy Spirit going hey it's time to work on grace again right it's time to let yourself off the hook a little bit more I right yeah I even the Holy Spirit thing I still haven't had the balls to yeah. say, yeah. I can think about moments in my life 
that led me here, yeah. that talked me out of doing a thing. I was thinking about it this morning um, where there was a moment when I spoke at the biggest atheist rally in the world. Mm. Uh, it was uh, 30 to 50,000 people. It was the biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of. It was mainly because I really wanted to meet Bad Religion, and I did, and they loved me. Uh, <laughs> but it was like Richard Dawkins, Bad Religion, uh, Eddie Izzard, yeah. uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Mm. I was the comedian. It was right around, I told the very long version of this story on Tim Ross's podcast, but it was when Trayvon Martin was killed and there was just 50,000 smug atheists and then behind it in DC, because it was on the mall in DC, yeah. uh, outdoors, was a very small uh, rally for Trayvon Martin and the emotion and the prayers and the tears coming from there yeah. and like the smugness of my people. I remember I left yeah. backstage and yeah. I went to the Trayvon rally and I just stood there and I was like, wow. oh, I want to be around these people. Yeah. And I go to walk back and I hear these two white dudes uh, from my rally complaining that they're there. Jeez. Where it's mm -hmm. like, hey man, this is our day. How dare a child get murdered? Wow. Uh, I gotta watch Richard Dawkins in five or whatever. Oh. And there was some other stuff going on in the atheist community, some weird like infighting and like, I think there was like sexism stuff. And I just remember not wanting to perform. And I almost didn't, but then just decided to change and add a, a different paragraph at the end of my speech because I read it. And it was about that if you're going to be an atheist, you should stand for something where I would, I, I had a line, all I remember is like something like I would rather feed poor people with a Christian than I would, you know, make fun of believers on Reddit or something like that. Yeah. A very divisive line because I was crushing. I was just yeah, ripping yeah, on Rick yeah, Santorum yeah. and just like softball, softball, softball. Um, I hit that line. Got a lot of hate for it. Got a ton of cheers for it. But I'm like, I was thinking about it on my way here. I'm like, was that the Holy Spirit that made me write that? Because I said that in front of 50,000 atheists or 30,000. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't have the the ball. Who, who was the guy who was just on Tim Ross's podcast? The really famous uh, John Bev... Uh, Bevere. Yeah, yeah, John Bevere. He's always just like, Holy Spirit told me this. And I'm like, yeah. damn... When can I say that? Because that to me, I feel like can also be misused oh, yeah. so big of where course, it's like, yeah. hey, babe, Holy Spirit told me I shouldn't do the dishes tonight uh, totally. or whatever. Like I have not just like prayer. If I think my prayer confidence is bad, I've never been able to go. But when I think about it by myself, yeah. about so many of these important moments, how I met you guys, how I met her, how this podcast happened. Okay. Well, that was the Holy Spirit. But I certainly don't. Like, is there a discernment that you have where you're like, is this Holy Spirit? Is this my ego? You know, mm -hmm. like, how do you tell? Feels like love, joy, and peace. That's it. Yeah. 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 So, so following the fruit right. and following the life and, and I get this is everything I'm saying is subjective to some level and it's our own personal experiences and we're all imperfect mm -hmm. and we're trying to figure it out yep. and that creates lots of weird, awkward things where somebody says God told him this and I get all of that. Yeah. Put all of that aside just for a second. Yeah. The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace. And That's so it. when I, when I start to feel, um, like an immense amount of peace about a decision, that's usually around the time where I go, oh, this is, I remember feeling that about moving to Austin. Mm -hmm. We had that, that moment of like, oh, this is right. Yeah. Let's and follow this. I've always, you always can track it with, you know, people will say, does it line up with scripture? Yeah. Like, does the Bible align with that? If somebody's like, so the Holy Spirit told me that I should, I need to go kill that guy. I'd be like, well, right. I don't think so. Right. 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 Um, 
And is God, is this leading to God getting the glory in your life? Yeah. Is it leading to you to Jesus? Is it leading to Jesus being, you know, made known through your life or you following the plan that he has for you? And that's a good, those are good like checkpoints for hearing the Holy Spirit because it is mysterious. Yeah. And you do have people who, you know, Ryan's probably had a thousand girls tell him the Holy Spirit said that they're his wife, right? And it's like, well, so people misuse that all the time. And for a lot of things that are, we all know your wife is sitting on a couch and across from the three of you back in college. She's, that's <laughs> Miss Ryan opportunity. Good that yeah. was his, yeah, he missed. Yeah, um, that, God, that's, <laughs> that's so funny. I can't imagine. Uh, oh, your poor DMs. Uh, but the <laughs> piece was such a good, yeah. because especially when it it's always happened, like moving to Austin, there's so many things that are stressful about it. Or when I quit my podcast before this podcast and I had nothing else lined up. Yeah. Where I remember just being like, I felt just a shocking calmness. Mm. And that's yeah. That's it. That's a voice. When especially in a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, mm. I don't want to break up with her. I don't yeah. want to break up with her. Yeah. Do you feel calm when you think about it? Because the one time I thought about breaking up with my girlfriend when we were struggling, I started it was the first time I've cried in years. Wow. And it was thinking about packing her up and mm-hmm. I go, oh, that's not calm. That mm-hmm. that's not peace. Yeah. Where even when we're in the thick of it, when I go, Hey, what if even though like she knows she's wrong, what if I just went and she feels really bad about it and I could just coast. Um, what if I went down and just mm-hmm. made the first move to bring us back together and forgive or show grace or whatever. There's a calmness, yeah. even though it's technically you know, the world tells you, you know, yeah. the other way, you know, yeah, go storm well, off, a, go yeah. hang out with your dudes. You can, get another good checkpoint is most of the time the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, it counters what the world would tell you to do or what you'd probably tell you to do. <laughs> That's good. And totally stretches good. you beyond, like sometimes in good ways where it's like, no, yeah. you need to like go for that because you would yeah. talk yourself out of this. Yeah. But God has this for you. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit has spoken in my life is when I'm like, that would not be what my plan would be but I see how this would be like, lead me closer to God, lead yeah, God right. to get more glory through my life. And yeah. so we're gonna move to Austin. You know, as a great right. example of that. Yeah. yeah, I never understood, you know, cause I've talked to you guys about sort of my struggles, still doing comedy and shows and the material and Sixth Street and all that stuff. Yeah. And just being like, well, I guess I quit comedy or I guess I quit podcasting. And I literally was like, yeah, I mean, I don't have a high school diploma. So I'm like, maybe I work for the church. I was like, can I become a pastor without a high school diploma? And then I was like, I could try to work for a nonprofit, but I'm like, my baggage is too yeah. much. And then I started yeah. teaching jiu-jitsu. I'm like, I could just do this and just be poor. Um, and then this podcast- Which com- is therapy as which well. Is- so you're actually a therapist. But like Incredible. this podcast, you realize, especially, I mean, looking back of old me, knew that this would be the podcast, but yeah. it's like, no, no, no. All those skills led to this. Yeah. I'm still using comedy. I'm still mm-hmm. using everything that I have, yeah. but I would have never, you tell me 10 years ago, I have a Christian podcast. Oh, dude. Jeez. Man, you're, you're, yeah, he brought up like his, we're doing the Tim Keller devotional in the mornings. I'm like, <laughs> who's this like, Who is that this? was high level, Christian right? Guy. That was, that was good. great, man. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. It's awesome. But <laughs> it's, what's cool is what you're seeing, two things I'd say there's all these gifts in us and, and passions and things God has put in us that we try to talk ourselves out of because we seen when we took them the wrong direction. Yeah. But when you open them up for him to redeem those things and use them in your life yeah. as you are, like he made you hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Right. That's, That's right. in his image. Like God's the funniest being that there is. He yeah. has to be. Right. Yeah. Right. And he made you that way for a reason. Now you're like seeing him use these things in these beautiful ways. And you look back at your life and you, you know, you're so self-effacing and all these things, which is, 
funny and amazing, but God uses the people that are most broken, have been yeah. at the like yeah. lowest places because when something amazing comes through your life, you can't take the credit for it because you go, I know me on my own. Right. And he's got to get the glory out of this because this has to be him, which is probably the same reason, right? That the two top leaders of the church in the early church was Peter who denied Jesus three times and could never look back and go this, I'm killing it. I've crushed it this whole time. Right. And I don't know if you know this, but then Paul who murdered who Christians. Murdered Christians. Those, oh, guys, those guys could never make it about themselves because they had a backstory to yeah. tell them, this, this right. wasn't you, man, but God has chosen to redeem you and redeem the things that he put in you. And now look at what he's doing yeah. through your life. That's Dude, so good, there's man. no way I will, I, I'm glad you brought this up and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll start wrapping up. I got one more question and then, but the, um, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, maybe someone can relate to this. Should I say the Holy Spirit's just telling me to say this right now? Um, no, this is me. Jamie needs this. I didn't want to bring this up because I didn't want to make it too much about me, but I bet people can relate in different ways. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, I have had so many. We, uh, Ryan and I were joking before when we were waiting for you. Uh, uh, about how you guys are going to end up getting me canceled. And Ryan goes, the rise and fall of Jamie Kilstein. I'm like, well, technically it would be the rise and fall and the rise and fall of Jamie Kilstein. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is part two of the way. It's the sequel. <laughs> but like, there are so many things. I tried so many podcasts in between mm. old life and now yeah. that I just could care less about. Mm. And I used to say, when I was manifesting, I would be like, I want this, I want this. Podcast was at the bottom. Yeah. Didn't yeah. want it. I was, yeah. it just felt like my old life, I screwed that up. And then any podcast I've done in between, you know, my big one 15 years ago and this one, um, I just felt like it was just me phoning it in, walking through the motions, trying to figure out how to not die, mm -hmm. how to make a living. And every podcast I've done, so you guys are like the fifth or sixth one, I have felt like, oh, that's right. I'm really. I love this yeah. and I haven't loved it yeah. in over a decade. Even I got to interview John Cleese over zoom. I like, I got to interview some cool people. Mm. I loved talking to John Cleese about Monty pretty, Python. Pretty that cool. was cool. Yeah, great. Um, didn't care. Podcast did very mediocre. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but this feels so different because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And same with this relationship. You know, it's even when we're talking about our baggage from the past, it just feels like this is what we've been supposed to do all along with wow. this person on this stage in this church, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's hard. I'm going to have moments. And maybe if you guys have advice, you know, we were talking about having to speak and even this morning, the, the video cracked half a million and I'm like, I got half a million, nice, but I'm like, but also like, but I wanted to do it for God or how do I do that? Or whatever yeah. I telling Corey, like, dude, you killed it. And then I'm like, ah, for Jesus, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know how yeah. to do that. Or you guys, I'm sure catch yourself where you just write up the perfect analogy yeah. and you're like, this line is so good. And you're like, wait, but, and even like I, I texted my girlfriend when I got on stage, a picture on stage. And I'm like, maybe one day I'll be a guest speaker here instead of being like, this is about God. How do I, how do you, how does everybody, how do mm. you walk that line? Because there's either, there's one end where it's like, I'm talking about God, I shouldn't be making any money, I should be just feeding people. <laughs> there's another end that we talked about with Jen Fulweiler where it's like, yeah, but if I get really successful, I can make foundations instead of handing out sad peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> um, on 6th Street, which is what I do. Um, yeah. What is that line? Because also, 
if you don't write a good sermon, you're not going to bring people to God. If I don't make a funny video, I'm not going to have my old atheist fans be like, oh, you know, maybe Christians can. I didn't know Christians can make fun of themselves. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, so you want like the the product to be good yeah. that will. But at the same time, how do you also not make it about? Well, I'm so good, dude. That's a big oh, it's question. Super easy. Man. Yeah, we got to figure it out. <laughs> also, just notice that you have, a, you have a Keystone you. light pen, <laughs> which is incredible. I, why did they make pens? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's we had fun. we had a college house that we sponsored we, Keystone. Yeah, light, so, so yeah. kept them in business. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I have no answer. I don't know that there there is a a full answer to that. Let me offer you a response. Yes, I think that when God watches you make a video that cracks half a million views, yeah. he loves it and he celebrates it with you. And when God watches you walk down to sixth street and make a peanut butter sandwich yeah. and sit down with someone who needs someone to talk to, he loves it and he celebrates it with you. Oh, this is so And good. all of the hierarchy stuff I think is man-made. Yeah. Right. There you go. I think God I goes, look at, look at Jamie. That's my son. He's doing what I created him to do. Right. Be funny, be compassionate, do it all. And he's there every step of the way. There, there's like the like cheesy cliche. Sorry to cut in on you guys moment. Um, <laughs> do you have another observation about the pen, Ethan? <laughs> I, I want that pen. Um, who said it? It's like, all through my day, when people hand me compliments, I take them like a flower, and at the end of the day, I give the bouquet to God. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Because there's this, like, there is this Christian mentality of, like, oh, no, 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 don't give me a compliment. You know, like, I'm not good at anything. I'm terrible. And people are like, but you did a good job on, okay, never mind. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and you worked really hard. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's all about, like, your motive within it, and I think why you feel so full doing this podcast is because you know how hungry people are. Yeah, because you've yeah. been there, and yeah. now you're feeding them so with good, what they man. actually need That's to so eat. Good. Right, and so that feels fulfilling. And there's this beautiful, like, symbiotic joy for you and for God, where it's like, I'm getting to see my life be used for the fullness and the purpose of what yeah. it is. And ultimately, because I want people to know how good God is, right? He's yeah. getting the glory, and you get to be the vessel in the meantime. And that's like the beautiful relationship. But every single day, your pride sets in, and you have to just have those checks. I'll say the one of the secret weapons to not letting it get that way is having guys in your corner who won't yeah. let it get that yeah. way. Like well, we lead this church as three of us. And if one of us was to get a big head about like, oh, look at me, look at my, whatever, you got two guys that are out to yeah. humble you real yeah. quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, need, yeah. We need that, yes. you know, so badly. And so I think your motive and then the people close to you that will keep you That's accountable right. to why you're doing what no, you're doing. No, the motive is so cool that I've never, I want to clip both of your guys' answers just for me to have on okay. my desktop because um, it's enemy talk or it's not even that I'm afraid I'm going to get a big head because I'm just like so self-hating. I'm like, well, that's probably, we're fine. Um, but, but I do, the, the, the voice that tries to talk me out of it is I think about like old people who don't like me on Twitter being like, oh, look at him. He's trying to do the Christian thing now because yeah. that's the only mm. place that'll have him. Or what are you going to write the book yeah. about from yeah. atheist to Christianity? How cool would it be if they realized that, hey, maybe that is the only place that'll have him. Right. Yeah. Because this is what we're supposed to be as that's the church, it, right? Right. That's it. Right. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Last question. Um, now here's the problem. I started this question with Tim. Tim had a good answer. I didn't know if it was going to be a stupid question or if it was a brilliant podcasting question. Then we did it again yesterday with Jen. 
an answer that stopped me in my tracks, dude. Like we have to send this that answer. Pressure. So much pressure. Well, no, right so the, 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 this is where I'm torn. This is I'm the give problem. One word answer is, <laughs> is I'll probably just pray for it. Uh, <laughs> is I've <laughs> never had had to ask it to two people. So whoever's going first, either has it easy. You know, oh, me and my boy. girl do like tandem prayer sometimes, and I'm always like, I'll let her go first because she probably doesn't want to follow me. <laughs> um, so uh, this is going to be the same question. Okay. Um, you can either go off the first person's answer or do something completely different, or you're, you're screwed because they just gave a, a perfect answer. Um, you guys figure it out. I don't care who goes first. Um, if you were to describe Jesus to someone who had never heard of him, whether it's they're in a different part of the world or just no idea. Um, how would you describe Jesus as a man, as God, however you want? Wow. Dang. That's a good question. I'm going to go with it's a good question. I'm saying that publicly. A great question. Thank you. Uh, should we flip a coin? or Yeah. Do we have a coin? coin? Oh, wait. We'll flip the keystone if it lands on keys. No, I don't want to break your pen. Do you have a coin? Does anyone have a coin? It's 2023 now. All right, well, Ethan, you go, because you made fun of me. Um, man. I, I had the chance once to tell people about Jesus who had literally never heard of him before in another country. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go off that answer yeah. of what I told them. Please. But yeah. basically, I mean, we sat, we're sitting out, this is in North India, under the stars, and whole backstory, but ended up in these people's backyard because they're like, they want to know who Jesus is. Whoa. And it was very simple, but I laid out for them like, hey, you are, it's not an accident that you exist on this earth. There's a God who made all of this and who made you. And every day of your life, you have felt this pressure on your shoulders for whatever's beyond this, to be better, to do enough, whatever. And um, the beautiful story about your God who made you is that he loves you enough that this life is not about what you've done, but what's been done for you. Mm. And that part of your in the depths of your, your soul, the longing you have for love, the longing you have to be forgiven, the longing you have to be able to be known, fully known and fully loved, that's been answered by Jesus. And God sent him here so that we could understand who this God is, who is mysterious and beyond this world. He's come here to show who he is through his son. And then I use this analogy, this, we've loved this since I first started reading the Bible in my study Bible, this story. So you could cut the other part I just said, cause this is the best part. <laughs> yeah. um, the parable was there was a farmer who had this land and every winter he lamented that the birds on his property would always die. Hmm. They'd freeze to death. And he hated seeing it. And so one winter he opened up his barn and kept heaters on and turned the lights on so they could fly in there and they could live. And they wouldn't do it. And it, he kept on like looking out the window. Why won't they go? Why won't they go? He would go out there and try to motion to them mm. to come into his barn. But to them, he's this giant, scary human. Right. So they wouldn't listen to him. And wow. he couldn't communicate. Like they couldn't fully understand what he was trying to do. And one night he was standing looking out his window and he said, if I could become a bird, wow. they would follow me into that barn and they wow. would live. Wow. And so to these people, I said, we are all That's trying to good. figure out why we exist and what this is all about. And Jesus has come to show us that That's it's good. about abundant eternal life today and forever. You don't have to do anything to earn it. He has freely given you his grace, explain the cross, explain the tomb. Um, but he is the bird. That'd That's be my answer. The so bird good. is the word. That's so good. That's so good. 
So, Father, we just thank you so much for this <laughs> yeah, podcast, Lord. We thank you for uh, Jamie and for the heart that you've given him to reach the people in the back row. For everyone listening um, who maybe feels uncomfortable to, to show up at a church, I pray right now that you would remind them that you are still a perfect, loving God who has a plan and a purpose for their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Smash that like button. Uh, If you want to support the show for real, the most important thing you can do besides all the likes and the reviews and stuff like that is uh, send it to someone. Send it to someone who you think that this can touch. This is a podcast uh, uh, for broken people by broken people, right? Um, You are always welcome here. This is a uh, safe space for disenfranchised Christians, for atheists, for no matter what what you're going through. Um, so if you think this can help someone, uh, spread the word. Uh, where can people find, y- not you, but do you have anything you want to promote, Ethan? Goodness. Uh, if you live in Austin, we'd love to have you at Red Rocks <laughs> Austin. Yeah. Come to church. Red Rocks Austin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come here. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what you got? Yeah, Red Rocks Austin. Uh, I also do a, a podcast called Stories in Scripture. It's really Where we good. tell stories in scripture it, 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 oh it, it, that's it, you finally get it Ethan finally got <laughs> it now I understand I'll, I'll tell you I listened to the week you did for the Easter Sunday week and yeah. it was the first time I actually like understood everything Come on, I was it's like really oh, I get it, it is really uh, your Instagram is just Ryan Weckerman cool um, so follow, follow Ryan as well um, thank you guys again we could not do this without uh, you you can follow me on Instagram at the Jamie Kilstein and we'll see you next week in the back row peace yeah, yeah. you guys are so good Hello, it's me, Jamie. Please don't fast forward. This is not a commercial about uh, shaving your balls or better help, although I'm sure they're great. And if you mess up shaving your balls, maybe you need better help. I don't know. They don't give us money. Who does support us is you. And if you want to stay in touch with us, if you want to read my thoughts on mental health, on this journey I'm on, I won't use the word journey. If you want to be first to find out about tour dates, all of that good stuff, the best way to stay in touch with us, best way to support us, the best way to join the community is to sign up for the newsletter. We really appreciate you guys. We want to give back to you like you give to us. And so the way we will be doing that is through this newsletter. So if you want to subscribe, uh, you can find the link in the bio or underneath the video or in the podcast description, wherever you are listening or watching exists a link for the newsletter. Thank you again. We'll see you in the back room.